Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seed's website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Good morning. Time for the farm show here at the Shank of the Day on Wax 104.5. As Jill and Krista and myself, Bob Bosol, bring you the news in agriculture around the area, around Wisconsin, around the nation, and around the world as part of the Midwest Farm Report family. We've got markets, 13 first alert weather. We'll look at all kinds of calendar items and what's going on in the world of agriculture. Again, it's time for the farm show. But we've got a lot of stuff to cover today. We've got some numbers on Wisconsin's vegetables, where we are and what vegetables we are known for. We've got some information about some scholarship deadlines that are coming up from Farm First Dairy Cooperative and a whole lot more. It is a busy morning. We've got lots of stuff coming up and weather, news, and markets. Last week, actually, there was more than 315 high school juniors and FFA advisors from across Wisconsin that attended Wisconsin Farm Bureau's FFA Farm Forum in Rothschild. That happened last Thursday. The keynote speaker was University of Wisconsin River Falls Collegiate Farm Bureau member Katrina Hosley. Hosley encouraged students to live out their best values with intention and to connect their passions with a driving purpose to ensure success. During this one-day event, FFA members attended career-based workshops with different speakers throughout the day. The FFA Farm Forum is a great partnership between Wisconsin Farm Bureau and the Wisconsin FFA to encourage leadership development and exploration of careers in agriculture, something that is so, so important. You talk to these FFA members that we go and see each week, and it's just amazing how they grow from their freshman year to their senior year when they move up as officers just their demeanor, their speech is just so fluid. You you can see that they're progressing. And then to jump into a job in agriculture, it's just, oh, it's so great. So Wisconsin Farm Bureau and Wisconsin FFA working together to really encourage these high school juniors and advisors to really push them into where do you want to go? Which way? I mean, even if you're a very good speaker, you can get into so many doors in agriculture. It's just amazing. And some also good news. The deadline for Farm First Dairy Cooperative Scholarship for 2024 is coming up very quickly. All sons and daughters of current members attending any form of post-secondary education should apply. You do not have to pursue a career in agriculture to be eligible for this scholarship. Membership youth should apply before the deadline, which is coming up at the end of March, March 31st. So far, Farm First Dairy Cooperative has awarded $226,000 to more than 240 students since 2013. So that's another way, if you're a member of Farm First Dairy Cooperative, encourage your kids to sign up for those scholarships. It never hurts to try. What's the worst that they can happen is, nope, sorry, you didn't get it. But about the time you say, I'm not going to, is when you could get that scholarship. And every little bit helps because... I know we've been talking about, you know, saving up for our kids for college and woof, 
<laughs> I'm almost nervous to see what that price tag is going to be like when it is time for my kids to go to college. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Clouds and sunshine today. Tomorrow, partly sunny, 44. And then Wednesday, get ready to bust out the shorts. Sunny and some clouds, high of 49 degrees. It's, yeah, I just wonder, though, and I'm going to say the word, I wonder if winter is not done with us yet. If this is like the stall, you know, like the calm before the storm. Like maybe we're in the eye of it. I don't know. But we'll find out a little bit later when we check in with our 13 first alert meteorologist, Mike D'Andrea. Well, let's touch base with some farm news this morning, shall we? Wisconsin is known for our cheese, cranberries, and many other things, including our vegetables. Something you might not think too much about because, you know, how many people love vegetables. But garden fresh, there's no contest. But Wisconsin holds the title for snap beans now. Wisconsin farmers harvested 51,900 acres of snap beans last year for a total production of 6.75 million hundredweight, according to the the latest vegetable summary from the USDA. Processing production accounted for just over 329,000 tons and had a total value of $52.1 million. Wisconsin ranked first in the production of snap beans with 48% of the nation's production. For other vegetables, Wisconsin farmers harvested 55,000 acres of sweet corn with a total production of 10.7 million hundredweight. Production of sweet corn for processing totaled just over 502,000 tons with a value of $58.3 million. Wisconsin ranked third for sweet corn production with 17% of the nation's production. Green pea production in the state last year totaled 1.39 million hundredweight from just over 28,000 harvested acres, and the value of that is $26.6 million. Cabbage from the state was valued at $32.3 million. Cucumber was valued at $23.6 million, and pumpkin production was valued at $9 million. Now, if you're a math wizard, I am not, I'll be honest, just kind of go through those numbers, just in vegetables, 52000 or $52 million, $58 million. That's $100 million there. And then $32 million, $23 million, $26 million, $9 million. Just think of the amount of money that is coming in because of agriculture. That's just vegetables and not even all of them. The list continued. I just hit the main ones. But then let's look at our fruit and let's look at the dairy and the beef and the pork and the chicken because we got chickens here too. A lot of stuff really equals into how much money comes into Wisconsin, how much money contributes to jobs here in the state because of everything that the farmers grow. They need to know that farmers are important. So if you see farmers, thank them for everything they do because they are working 24-7, seven days a week. If they do get a vacation, their minds are still working. But if you just look at these vegetable numbers, it's it's amazing over Roughly $200 million in production values. That's just amazing for Wisconsin. And kicking off those uh, livestock markets, you got your choice-fed beef steers, 170 to 178. Your mixed steers, 155 to 169. Choice-fed beef heifers, 170 to 177. Your mixed heifers, 119 to 169. Finished dairy cross steers and heifers, 152 to 176. Fed Holstein steers, 150 to 158. Select and silage fed, 130 to 149. Cows were at 79 to 105, topping out at 130. Bulls, 115 to 126. Butcher hogs, 50 to 75. 
sows 34 to 54, boars 12 to 19. Shorn market lambs at 170 to 225, and no quote on the unshorn market lambs. Feeder lambs are at 150 to 340, ewes 80 to 130, small goats 25 to 130, medium goats 160 to 190, large goats 160 to 410, and your nanny goats were 30 to 260. Switch it over to that mercantile exchange, your live cattle for, let's see, we're going to go with February. 184.77, that's up $1.37. April's at 187.55, up $1.95. June is at 182.82, up 95 cents. Feeder cattle for March is at 251.02, that's up 3.92. April's at 253.55, up 3.32. And May is at 255.62, up 2.72. Lean hogs for April's at 85.22, up 22 cents. May was unchanged at 88.85. June was up a nickel at 97.75. On the Chicago Board of Trade. Now, today is Washington's birthday, President's Day. Therefore, the markets are closed. So this is the update from Friday. Your March corn was at 416. March oats closed out at 383. March soybeans were at 11.72. March soybean meal was at 345.60 a ton. March wheat was at 560. On the dairy side from Friday, barrel cheese was up five and a quarter cent to $1.60 and three quarters. Blocks were down one and a quarter cent to $1.48. Double A grade butter was up two and a quarter cent to $2.75. Class three futures for February slipped just a penny to $16.17. March was up four to $16.84. April was down four cents to $17.09. May down three to $17.47. June was up three to $18.03. And then those markets were mostly downward trending through December. And today, President's Day, so the markets should be opening and back up and running 100% tomorrow. Bob Bosold had a chance to speak with Jordan Lamb. So as we all know, there is a budget out there for agriculture and Congress. And how does that all work? Well, Jordan works with an attorney. They lobby legislators. They're always down at the Capitol and at the state seeing what we can do. And it sounds like we're going to be getting some money for our rural roads and a lot more. So Bob Bosel has the update on that. He'll be joining us next with Jordan Lamb. And it's that time. In Wisconsin, we have a budget, 2023 through 2025. And included in that budget are many things for agriculture. I'm Bob Bosel at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And Jordan Lamb is an attorney lobbyist with the Welch Group who spends the bulk of her time at the state capitol in Madison lobbying legislators. She's happy that one of the things lobbied for and gotten in that 2023-2025 biennial budget, $150 million for rural road repair where ag traffic is a high priority. But rural leaders better pay attention if they want to get some of that money. So the program is meant to prioritize grant applications for local roads that need to be um, improved from posted road to non-posted road status based on their agricultural economic impact. So because we don't have enough money to improve the road grade for every posted road in Wisconsin, we're prioritizing them based on how much economic impact is tied to agriculture and agribusiness. So if you have seven farmers on a road that all have to take a seven-mile detour for six weeks every spring because that road is posted, we can quantify that economic impact to agriculture. And the grants then will be ranked in priority, um, prioritizing the highest economic rank down to the lowest. What kind of a timetable do we have on that? Because as we speak, this winter has been different in Wisconsin. We've already got some road bans going on here very soon. 
Um, well, the grant program is being developed. They have not yet solicited requests for proposals, but we expect those to come out this spring. I would look to your commodity organizations and to the Department of Transportation for sending information to town boards, to county boards, letting them know that the grant program is open. And it will stay open until the money is spent. So it's $150 million. It's one-time funding, but it, it, doesn't, it doesn't go away. So we can take our time um, having all of our local municipalities make their applications and then making the grant awards. But making those applications sooner rather than later is very important to get that money. Probably. Yeah. Right. So that, that program is uh, is going on $150 million. Also, the, the conservation initiatives have been, the farmer-led conservation initiatives, the watershed programs, have been very successful. I take it they will continue? They will. The legislature and the governor provided additional and um, continuing funding for DATCAP's producer-led watershed grant program, for DATCAP's nitrogen optimization pilot grant program, and the cover crop insurance premium rebates. All three of those programs encourage farmers to engage in conservation from the farm up, as opposed to adopting regulations that top-down change the way you farm. They ask you to, to um, come up with changes to improve your farming standards with regard to water runoff or with regard to optimizing the use of nitrogen and then apply for a grant to have the state of Wisconsin help you implement those conservation changes at the farm level. And I would imagine from your point of view, being a lobbyist working with the legislatures, the direction you're getting from the organizations to let us make some of those decisions rather than having it come top down from the legislature or these uh, agencies makes it a whole lot more attractive to everybody. It does. We started asking for this about 10 years ago and it has been wildly successful. When we first approached the legislature and asked them to let let farmers engage in conservation and help them do it. They were skeptical, but farmers have more than stepped up to the plate. Um, all of those grant programs have been oversubscribed since they've been created. We have more farmers who want to improve farming practices than we have dollars to help them do it. It's been a, an, an enormous success story. When we go to look for the next biennial budget, is this going to be something that's going to be the ask for increased funding for these programs, do you think? And looking ahead with what we're going to be looking at in the legislature with redistricting, how challenging is it to get more money for these programs, do you think? We will absolutely ask that funding be continued for these programs in the next biennial budget bill. And I, I think it, it remains to be seen uh, who our legislature is in 2025. Um, but regardless, this is such a good success story. I honestly don't think um, that it's a partisan issue when you can show how much farmers want to engage in conservation and how successful they've been at it. Economic development in the state, very important uh, for the soybean growers, especially something that uh, we just don't have, but this will make us more competitive in the soybean industry down in southern Wisconsin is where it will be located. Tell us about that and what kind of a project that's been to get something out of the legislature. A Minnesota-based agribusiness company known as CHS is working to build a brand new $700 million soybean processing facility in the city of Evansville. That new facility is expected to create 90 jobs and have the capacity to process 70 million bushels of soybeans each year. We do not currently have a soybean processing facility in Wisconsin, so this would be huge for Wisconsin farmers from across the state. However, to support that project, the city of Evansville wants to create a tax incremental financing district, a TIF district, to reimburse a portion of those infrastructure costs. In Wisconsin, we cap the amount that the equalized value of the taxable property in that district can be, and it's capped at 12%, which 
doesn't work to encourage this project. So there is legislation pending that's been proposed by Senators Markline and Spritzer, Representatives Novak and Clinton Anderson to allow the city of Evansville to exempt this project from that statutory cap and provide tax incremental financing for this soybean processing plant. That would be a huge economic development um, for agriculture across Wisconsin. What kind of a feeling do you get from the legislators that they will go along with increasing that so that uh project can go forward. So the legislation has um, has had hearings. That's a good sign that the legislature is really considering this. We don't have a lot of time left in this legislative session, but all of the commodity groups are in support of this legislation. It's a bipartisan bill. I'm hopeful that the chances are good that it will be passed and signed by Governor Evers. Another 500-pound gorilla in the room as far as agriculture is concerned is health care, something you're always talking about. Bring us updated, uh, up to date on what's happening with health care and, and maybe some relief. So we've seen other states look for uh, ways to provide additional options for health insurance for farmers, um, particularly Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Texas, and Tennessee allow their farm bureaus to offer health benefit plans. That would require in Wisconsin a statutory change to allow Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation to offer a health benefit plan. We need to pass a bill. And uh, Representative Kurtz and Senator Teston have introduced a bill to do just that. The Farm Bureau health plan legislation would increase options for affordable health coverage for farmers. The bill has had hearings in both houses. Um, we are hopeful that after you can see the successful programs in other states that the legislature will support this legislation and allow Farm Bureau to offer this option to Wisconsin farmers as well. What kind of uh, accounting might be involved in this as far as farmers figuring their income versus, because health care is expensive if you can't uh, find a deal, so to speak, that we're trying to get through in Wisconsin. That, that's true. So one of the problems, one of the barriers that's unique to farm families is the adjusted gross income calculation under the Affordable Care Act is different for farmers than it is for your income tax returns. It adds back in some sources that look like income, but they're not really. This prevents farm families from qualifying for subsidies under the ACA, and it makes the ACA coverage expensive. Also, we all know health insurance coverage on the private market is expensive. So we're seeing farm families make choices like choosing to have a member of the family go get a job in town to get employer-sponsored health insurance, or for younger um, you know, younger farmers, they may just choose not to get health insurance coverage. We don't think either of those choices are supportive of our farming um, economy or our, our rural economy, and we're hopeful that legislation like this that can offer additional options can help improve access to health benefits to all farmers. What kind of feedback are you getting when you talk about, well, just one group, the Farm Bureau, has done this successfully? Are other groups chiming in and say that's not fair, they're going to be able to corner the market? Um, we've heard that. Statistically, though, that's not what's happening in other states. Um, also, anyone can become a member of Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation. You don't have to be a farmer. You just have to be a member of Farm Bureau to have access to the health benefit plan. A couple other things you're working on quickly here. Carbon sequestration and evaluating carbon. That's kind of always been a nebulous thing to do. And uh, CDL training, 
storage tanks, these fuel tanks. What's going on with carbon first? So um, we are getting more questions and farmers are getting more questions about what's your carbon footprint. And that is a difficult and expensive thing for a lot of farmers to figure out. There is legislation that would direct the Department of Agriculture to create a voluntary online carbon calculator for farm farmers to use. Representative Trannel yesterday described it as the Kelly Blue Book of carbon calculator. And that's probably a good way of describing it. It would be a, a tool for farmers to be able to come up with those numbers to give to processors or retailers when they're being asked for that information. DATCAP, DNR, anybody in charge of that or figuring that out or use, used as a clearinghouse? The Department of Agriculture would be directed to um, create the calculator. And again, that's Jordan Lamb. Thank you so much, Bob, for that update. And it is interesting how they go through and allocate the funds and then who's in charge of what and where and when. It's that it would be fun to actually go and see what they all do for the day just to kind of be a fly on the wall and kind of learn something there. But thank you so much, Bob, and of course to Jordan Lamb. Rocky Olson is with us now from Premier Livestock and Withy. Good morning, Rocky. Good morning. So we had a chillier weekend than normal, than well, I shouldn't say than normal, than what we're used to anyway. Yeah, that's for sure. So do you still have the winter coat out or did you ditch that already? Uh, usually hanging out now this time of year, been hanging out in the sweater, so. Yeah, I have the coat with me today, though. It's still tad chilly this morning. Oh, yeah, these mornings are pretty cold. So. Yep. All right, well, you got a busy week, and you got your big machinery sale coming up, so catch us up. What's going on at Premier Livestock and Withy? Uh, thank you, Kristen. Good morning, everyone. This is our last week's market shaped up here at Premier Livestock. Had a busy week selling right at 3,400 head of livestock on the fed cattle choice and prime Holstein fed steers from 153 to 162. Select and low choice 140 to 152 with your choice beef steers and heifers up to $1.73. Market cows uh, high yielding from $1.05 to $1.16. Those feedlot. Corn-fed cows from 117 all the way up to 123, many cows from 85 to 104. Certified organic cows sold Monday and Tuesday, mostly 120 to 155. Your conventional high-yielding market bulls from $1.05 all the way up to $1.33. Newborn Holstein bull calves, extremely, extremely strong, guys. Make sure you know what your calves are worth. Uh, I don't think you can beat selling your calves at an auction right now. Most of them newborn calves from 300 all the way up to 600 hundred and ninety five dollars on those Holsteins lots of five hundred to six hundred and fifty dollar Holsteins like I said up to six ninety five beef dairy cross calves from three fifty all the way up to eight hundred and ninety five dollars on those black crossbreds then uh, this week uh, Tuesday we're going to have our special feeder cattle auction uh, we're also selling bred beef cows call in your consignments for that sale uh, we do appreciate the cattle delivered here Monday night we appreciate five to ten o'clock p.m. Uh, like I said uh, we do uh, not charge for feed overnight if you're bringing bred beef cows uh, in on Tuesday. Day, they do have to be in by 8.30 a.m. for preg checks to start that feeder cattle auction off at 10 o'clock a.m. on Tuesday. Then on uh, Wednesday, we got our dairy cattle auction. We're featuring a 100-cow Holstein Parlor Freestall herd. Uh, many loads of top-end parlor freestall cows, some coming out of some of the best herds that we sell for. Also have a great run of spring and heifers. Full list of early consignments on all these sales on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, give us a call at Premier at 715-229-2500. Uh, reminder, like we said at the top, large farm machinery auction coming up March 15th. Uh, if you want to be included in the advertising deadline, 
Uh, we're going to say March, February 28th will be our equipment advertising deadline. March 1st will be the last day that you can bring consignments. So you got got uh, exactly two weeks left to get your consignments in here. We're taking consignments six days a week. Any questions, give us a call. And that's the way things shaped up, Kristen. And they actually get an extra day because of leap year this year. Oh, there you go. If you think Never about it, you know, the 28th. So, now, does that affect anything, the 28th to the 29th, or is it the 28th? Uh, we did say the 28th. So. Okay, sounds good. So the 28th is the deadline. That's right, for advertising. Yep. Perfect. Yep, yep, and March so. 1st is a deadline for consignments. Yep. You Perfect. Betcha. All right, Rocky, we'll, we'll let you get to it. You have a great day, and we'll catch you later. You too. Thank you. There he goes. Rocky Olson at Premier Livestock in with you this morning. Time in the morning to check in with Miss Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom. Good morning, Morgan, and catch us up. What's going on in the newsroom today? Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We'll start across the border as we plug into a new week with details now from Minnesota. Two police officers and a paramedic shot and killed while responding to a domestic abuse call. This was early yesterday in a Minneapolis suburb, according to the Star Tribune. Law enforcement sources confirmed the suspect gunman did die of a self-inflicted gunshot wound, and that happened in Burnsville. Police say that the suspect had several guns and fired from multiple points in the house. There were seven children in the home as well, who are all reported as safe as details unfold from that incident. As we look into other headlines, there are formal charges for the man accused of killing two people in an Elkhorn sports bar last month. Prosecutors in Walworth County charged 57-year-old Thomas Rout Jr. with two counts of first-degree intentional homicide, along with one count of attempted homicide, as well as weapons charges. Elkhorn police say he allegedly shot and killed 37-year-old Gina Wingard and her husband on February 1st. The attempted homicide count, prosecutors say, comes from Rout reportedly shooting at a third person in a car that night. Route is being held on $2 million bond due back in court this week on Wednesday. As we look to other headlines that take us to the Capitol, a busy week on deck for both the Wisconsin Assembly and State Senate as they take their final votes of the session this week and then they head home for election season. Now, there are several plans that have yet to get a vote and several others that need a final vote before they can go to the governor's desk. This year's election season is going to be a little different and that's because lawmakers are running in newly drawn districts. Those districts could also be finalized this week. Of course, that's if Governor Evers signs the political maps, the new maps into law. And it's official. We have an official Fish Fry Friday in Wisconsin. You can raise your old fashions high. Governor Evers declared February 16th, 2024 as our state's official Friday Fish Fry Day. The governor's proclamation traces the history of Fish Fry Fridays back to the 19th century and recognizes how those have helped our state's taverns and supper clubs. The governor says he joined other Wisconsinites in celebrating, of course, with fish on a Friday. And maybe that's your mini getaway at the end of the week. What about if you actually have to plane for a good one, turns out vacation, as if you needed me to tell you, is a good thing. The Bureau of Labor Statistics says the average American vacation is 10 to 14 days, with eight days as the sweet spot. That's enough time to boost mental health, strengthen relationships, and expand our social awareness, in turn making us better employees. Psychology Today says a vacay triggers neurotransmitters in the brain that reduce stress and improves cognitive function. Until the bill comes. I'm Bree Tennis. And likely, if you're in the barn, you're thinking, vacation, what's that? Farmers don't usually get one. And on that note, let's salute our farmers as we start another work week together and head back to the barn with Kristen Smith and your Midwest Farm Report. It's that time of the morning to check in with our morning markets. Let's head over to the Equity Altoona Barn and check in with Jim Lindsay. And Jim, how'd the sale go on Friday? 
three to six hundred pound beef steers dollar seventy five to three thirty five six to nine hundred pound beef steers a dollar sixty to two fifty three to six hundred pound beef heifers a dollar sixty to two seventy six to nine hundred pound beef heifers a dollar forty five to two thirty six Three to six hundred pound Holstein steers, a dollar fifty to two forty two. Six to nine hundred pound Holstein steers, a dollar thirty five to a dollar seventy five. Our next special feeder sale will be Friday, March 8th, starting at noon. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104 to check out our early consignments. Go to the Equity Livestock Market consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. You too, Jim. Thank you so much for that update from the Equity Altoona Barn. And now we've got Jerry Fitzgerald from the Stratford Equity Barn. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Kristen, good morning to you. And uh, I was watching you on TV. You got your spring shirt on already, huh? Uh-huh. I'm thinking spring this week. 49 degrees on Wednesday. I'll take it. Yeah, well, uh, I don't want to be a party uh, crasher here, but, uh, you know, the girls and the boys' state basketball tournaments are coming up, so what happens every year when that happens? Uh, <laughs> we, we, we get a little precipitation. There you go. Yeah, okay. We didn't mention that other word, so all right. See, I was watching my words very carefully, so nobody can wash their car that week. Oh, okay. (laughs) It always makes sense. As soon as somebody washes their car, that's when we get precipitation. Okay, so you have have experienced that in the past. I have, several times. I washed my car once. It was a beautiful sunny day. I drove home and hit a rain shower. Well, uh, haven't you got... uh, don't your uh, kids kind of wash your car, or you're not into? They're not into that. I still keep an eye on them. I mean, if it's a beautiful, like hot day, and we're home, but then there's times where if I'm out and about and it gets dusty and dirty, I'll just run it through a car wash. Okay, it's always easier. Well, anyway, we would probably should get to something of substance this morning to tell the folks about. <laughs> Sounds good. Take it away, Jer. All right, Kristen, thank you, and good morning, everyone. And this will be the sales schedule this week here at Equity Stratford, of course. Now, first of all, folks, uh, today uh, is a federal holiday. Some folks got the day off, not equity. We are going to be operating as per usual on Monday here. Uh, we'll get started this morning at 10 o'clock with the market auction. We'll start with these market cows, and uh, we'll sell fed cattle this morning along with market bulls. 1130, we'll get to the baby calves. And just a brief look at last week, a very strong markets last week uh, uh, on just about all classes of the livestock, uh, good quality cows last week. We're selling mostly from 97 to 119. We did top at 124. Most of the cows last week sold between 75 and 97. Uh, on the fed cattle trade, your choice grading Holstein steers, uh, high yielding choice Holsteins were mostly from 150 up to 162. Uh, and your regular choice Holsteins, mostly from 140 to 150. And as I mentioned, calf sale today does start at 1130, uh, a record-setting week last uh, week on calf price, especially on the beef beef calves. We had the Holstein bull calves topping at 690, beef calves all the way up to 900. So, again, calves are worth an awful lot of money, and we'll be selling those at 1130. Tomorrow, Tuesday, we do start at 10 o'clock, and uh, that will be the hay and bedding auction. We do have hay already consigned for that sale tomorrow. 11 o'clock, we'll do the dairy auction tomorrow, and then also tomorrow, as every Tuesday, along with the regular market cattle, we do sell organic market cattle here at Stratford every single Tuesday. Wednesday auction uh, gets underway in the morning, early uh, early Wednesday morning, uh, full marketing day, uh, featuring the feeder cattle. That will be at 
12.30 on Wednesday. Our auction on Thursday does start at 11. So a full marketing week on tap here at Stratford. Uh, doesn't look like we're going to have too many weather impediments. And like, uh, like I've been mentioning here, uh, annual district meeting for Equity Stratford will be coming up here in March, but they do want you to sign up ahead of time. There is a link on the uh, Equity website. Just click on that and uh, just uh, tell them who's coming and what market you want to go to, and they will take care of it for you. So... Kristen, with that, we'll send her back to you. Enjoy the day, and I'll be back here tomorrow morning to update what's uh, going on and anticipating some more uh, very good prices uh, on today's sale. So with that, you have a nice day. Yes, you too, Jerry. Thanks so much. You bet. Talk to you later. Yep, there he goes. Jerry Fitzgerald at the Stratford Equity Barn. Definitely reason to be concerned about the alfalfa making it through the winter, depending on what Mother Nature does going forward. We're going to talk about that with Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, once again on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. And uh, Dan, if you got some hay in storage, you may want to keep it there for a while and see what Mother Nature brings us. We get closer to spring, the value of that hay could go up significantly. That's right, Bob. Uh, hay prices are going to depend significantly on weather between uh, now and, and spring and then first cutting. Uh, at this point, we have among the highest-priced haze in the country. There's a little bit more high-priced hay out around Idaho. But uh, basically, uh, we have not produced a lot of hay here in the Midwest or haylage. We had dry weather in some spots. Our acreage is down. And, uh, those things kind of coming together have uh, given us lower reserves than we've had in many years in the past. And as uh, Bob suggested, it is uh, likely, too, that we could have, that this warm weather could continue and we could have a warm and dry summer as a part of it. So if you have hay in reserve, the first thing is really to figure out how much you have and how much you need, and if you need some, make some arrangements reasonably soon to start getting with the additional needed hay. But the alternative is if you have some to sell and might be worthwhile to wait a little bit and see how things happening. The prognosis is for a warm winter. Uh, in some ways, that helps because that means animal consumption is a bit less than if it's uh, down around zero or less. But on the other hand, uh, do think ahead a little bit. Do think about how much uh, hay you have, how much potential you could sell. Do consider that square bales sell for more than round bales. Think a little bit about uh, the inventory you have and how you could make it. So do consider that the high price of hay is, is a good value for you if you have it. It's something you need to contend with if you need to buy hate. So make sure you know what you've got and what quality it is. As he said, uh, Dan said, square bales worth more than round bales. Easier to transport. Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, with us once again this morning on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. Let's take a look at our markets one last time for the morning. On the Chicago Board of Trade. Now, the markets are closed because it's President's Day, Washington's birthday. Your corn closed out at 416. March oats were at 383. March beans, 1172. March soybean meal was at 345.60 a ton. Your March wheat was at 560. Country elevators in the area, Golden Plump in Arcadia, is at 381 for corn. 
Baldwin is at 354 and 1092. Chippewa Falls is at 353 and 1099. Durand and Fall Creek, 350 for corn, 1082 for beans. Mondovi's at 354 and 1087. Elma, Elmwood is at 360 and 1092. Osseo is at 365 for corn, 1092 for beans. Loyal's at 361 and 1087. Elk Mound is at 360 for corn, 1097 for beans. Sparta is at 360 and 1083. Ellsworth is at 346 and 1082. Ethanol plants in the area, Boyceville, Stanley, and New Richmond, all at 371. Switching over to the dairy side, barrel cheese on Friday was up five and a quarter cent to a dollar sixty and three quarters. Your blocks were down one and a quarter cent to a dollar forty-eight. Double A grade butter was up two and a quarter cent to two seventy-five. And your class three futures for February. Down just a penny at sixteen seventeen. March was up four at sixteen eighty four. April down four to seventeen oh nine. May down three at seventeen forty seven. June up three at eighteen oh three. And the markets were mostly downward trending through December. That's a look at your morning markets. We're at roughly fifteen degrees right now. Looking at a cloudy and then some sun today. High of forty. Tomorrow partly sunny and forty four. Wednesday sunny and some clouds coming in. High of 49 degrees. And just to touch base on a quick calendar item, March 5th and 6th is the Eau Claire Farm Show. We hope to see everybody out and about up there. It will be at the Old Menards Building. So everyone, come on out. We need to see you there. You can sign up for prizes, drawings, all kinds of fun stuff. But we're a beautiful day ahead of us. So get up, get at them, get outside, and enjoy your morning. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.